She said, well, how, how did you get hurt yourself? I said, well, a snake bit me. And she immediately went into panic mode. <laughs> she said, it's poisonous, isn't it? I said, no, it's a, it's a black snake. It's not poisonous. She said, you don't know that. <laughs> she wanted me to go take antivenom shots and everything. <laughs> she was a city nurse. and Oh, yeah. This is a country Welcome problem. Welcome to the country. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Life Ranch Monthly Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Metcalf. MCP is all about the people that love New Life Ranch and the stories of how God is using this place to change lives. This season on the podcast, we're reflecting on NLR's past and celebrating 60 years of impact and lives changed for Jesus. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Mr. Bill Biggs. Mr. Bill has been around the ranch basically since the beginning, serving as a counselor, lifeguard, leader, speaker, all sorts of stuff. But before we do that, let's find out what's happening around the ranch with some New Life news. Well, once again, it's that time of the year where we get to celebrate all the ways that God is using New Life Ranch to change lives during our A Night for New Life Ranch dinners. Uh, These dinners are a great time to reconnect with campers and staff, eat some good food, and hear some great stories of impact. And this year, we are especially excited about the dinners because it is going to be all about reflecting on the last 60 years of New Life Ranch's history. So we are hoping to see a lot of former summer staff, campers, and families at these dinners. And we would love for you to join us. These dinners are also a great way to introduce people to New Life Ranch. Uh, So bring your friends, bring your family, bring your neighbors, uh, bring people from your church. Basically, anyone and everyone is invited to these dinners. Uh, We'll have uh, delicious food, uh, play some trivia and some games, and watch some great videos. And most importantly, we're going to hear about how God is using this place to change lives of campers and families. And there will also be an invitation for you to partner with us in helping to bring kids to camp through our Mission 1914 Camper Scholarship Fund. So we have uh, four dinners that you can attend. The first one is April 3rd, and that one is here at New Life Ranch at 6 p.m. That's when dinner will start. Uh, April 5th, we'll be in Northwest Arkansas at Barn at the Springs. And then on April 11th, we'll be in Oklahoma City for a 12 p.m. lunch. Important note there, lunch, not dinner, 12 p.m., Oklahoma City. Uh, at Cole's Garden. And then finally, we'll be in Tulsa on April 12th at a brand new location, Five Oaks Lodge down in Jinx. So uh, we have moved locations. We're going to switch it up a little bit down in Tulsa. Five Oaks Lodge, 6 p.m. in Tulsa on April 12th. So if you want to learn more about these dinners and you want to RSVP to attend them, uh, you can go to newliferanch.com slash dinner. And then if you have any questions about the dinner, uh, you can email our events manager. That would be Holly Boss. You can email her, holly at newliferanch.com. She is literally at this moment busy working on planning these things coming up in the next several weeks. So we would love to see you there. Uh, we hope to see lots of summer staff, lots of former campers, lots of current campers, lots of Lots of people at these dinners that have been a part of New Life Ranch over these last 60 years, as well as people that want to come and learn about New Life Ranch and hear about 
uh, what we have in store for the next 60 years of New Life Ranch. All right, coming up after the break, I'll be talking to perhaps the most recognizable face of New Life Ranch over the past 60 years, Mr. Bill Biggs. We talk about what New Life Ranch was like back in the early days, his myriad roles he has served in over the last 60 years, and his shocking science experiments during chapel. That was a really good pun that will make a lot more sense in a minute. This should come as no surprise, but something we strongly believe here at New Life Ranch is that God uses camp to change lives. I can personally vouch for this because camp at New Life Ranch changed my life. I remember stepping onto these grounds for the first time as a fifth grader, thinking this was the greatest place I had ever been. I came back year after year because of the incredible fun I had each week and the lifelong relationships I built with friends, counselors, and Jesus. Because we believe God uses camp to change lives, we want to make sure that every kid is able to come to camp regardless of their financial situation. The Mission 1914 Camper Scholarship Fund allows kids and families to come to camp who may not otherwise be able to afford it. To learn more about the Mission 1914 Camper Scholarship Fund and to partner with us in helping to bring kids to camp, please go to newliferanch.com support. Hey, today I am sitting down with uh, someone who has been associated with the ranch since I just found out in 1962. He has seen it all through the ages of New Life Ranch, Mr. Bill Biggs. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me it's today. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So let's kick right into it. You have been associated with ranch since almost the beginning. 1958 it was founded, and then you were you came in in 1962. Well, I was a camper in 1960. Oh, wow. And uh, the next year, uh, over the winter, the the Heck family went to Tulsa Bible Church, and that's where I was going to church. They asked me if I'd like to be a junior staff member. And uh, that means, you know, washing dishes and taking out <laughs> garbage and trash and stuff. And I said, yeah, I'd be glad to do that. And they said, well, we have a guy that is coming back, maybe, but if he does come back, we'll ask you. And I said, okay. And so I went to the Lord, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, I don't want to take his job away from him, but I'd sure like to work there. And so in the next couple of weeks, uh, Reverend Heck came back and said, well, we'd like you to do this. And I said, I'm on board. So I was a junior staff. They used to call them junior counselors. Yeah. And how old were you when you were a junior counselor? Um I would have been um, 15. Okay, yeah. And then when I was in high school, uh, it was hard to get people. There was only two weeks of summer camp at that Uh time. So it was hard to get adults to commit for two weeks, you know, in the middle of summer. So as a high schooler, I got to be a cabin counselor and and then do the grunt work. and uh, that was my first experience of being on the real staff. In 1962, 1962 that's when yeah. you came in, yeah. And then I worked all the way through high school. And uh, I uh, eventually, Reverend Heck expanded the weeks for New Life Ranch, went from two to four to six to eight to what it is now. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we had summer staff that was really there for most of the summer, at least two months. Mm -hmm. And he came up to me one day and he said, uh, well, uh, this is in the winter. He said, I'd like for you to be uh, the camp director, summer camp director. I said, well, I don't know what that is, except we never had one before. Yeah. He said, well, you'll be in charge of this and that. And so I agreed. And I, I was a summer camp director that summer. And then the next summer, I went back to being a counselor because I didn't like to be a director. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to do that job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I, let me say something about the Heck family. Sure. Reverend Heck was the most spiritual man that I think I've ever been around. His prayers are like sermons. Hmm. And... Uh, he was a good man to work for, but he was a hard man to work for because there was, you know, a necessity to do everything right. Mm. And when you're young, you don't necessarily buy into that completely. But uh, he was a great man to work for and with, but I was scared to death of him, too. Sure. And so uh, Mrs. Heck was totally opposite. She was the sweetest, kind lady that you ever met. And she was a prayer warrior. Yeah. You tell Miss Heck you need a prayer, she'd pray for you and pray for you and pray for you. And uh, another uh, adult at that time was Grandpa Heck, George Heck. Mm -hmm. In fact, probably if it was for him, New Life Ranch wouldn't exist today. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because he, he was the financier. Oh, okay. Um he contributed a lot of money. He he built the uh, chapel, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a memorial to his wife. And mm -hmm. uh, he just well, I'm sure he was behind buying the land at first. The almost 1,000 acres that New Life Ranch is, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a a, a good-hearted uh, spiritual man himself. Mm. And he was always smiling. And he, he was enthusiastic about everything. He was up hauling hay when he was 80. Mm. And everybody else was dragging their wagon. And <laughs> Grandpa Heck was still out there pitching hay and showing us that, that, you know, it wasn't that hard. Yeah. In fact, that was the worst job in the world was uh, getting the hay in at New Life Ranch. Oh, yeah. Probably still is. I, th I think there's probably some people that would still agree with that. <laughs> And then there was the Heck boys, Danny Heck, who... Danny never really worked at the ranch, I don't think. He visited and lived there in the summer. And then Alan, who was one year older than me, we were good friends, and then Lowell. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lowell was young at that time, and so he was kind of like a tag-along. Mm. But he was important eventually, you know, in building up the ranch and being on the board. Yeah. But the Heck family was a terrific group of people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, anytime I think of New Life Ranch, I think about the Hecks. Mm. So what what stands out to you from the early days of the ranch? Back in, in the beginning when you were a camper and a, and a staff, what are the things that kind of pop out to you as Well, the ranch was very rustic. There wasn't any air conditioning. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, the, the first few years I was at the ranch, we used outhouses. Hmm. 
there was one toilet for the guys, one toilet for the girls, and one shower head for the guy, and one shower head for the girls. Like an outdoor shower. Well, there was there there was a building, a small little oh, okay. bathroom where there was a shower for each side. But most of the time, you'd take a bar of soap and go down the creek and lather up. <laughs> hey, they still do that today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was pretty rustic. The cabins were all wooden with screen windows. And uh, there was old buildings. In fact, the the one thing that disappoints me about the ranch is that we don't have those buildings anymore. Mm. But you can't build new buildings unless you get rid of the old buildings. Right. Yeah. But there was a lot of a lot of people that talked to me about the cabins being torn down because there was so much history and memory in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really is the hard part. But the New Life Ranch. Success has been in the people, hmm. and uh, the ranch has always had a lot of success in hiring good people, and uh, everybody was dedicated, and we all had a good time. Yeah, from the day, from the first day of summer to the last day when we had our goodbye steak dinner. Right, it was a good time. So you're you're a storyteller. And what are what are some stories from the old days back when you were a camper or a counselor that come, well, come out to you? Hookman was the most sure. famous or infamous story. Yeah, and and that's the one that you came up with. Yeah, uh, sort of the the camp. When I was a high story. school <laughs> cabin counselor, I had eight little boys in my cabin that wouldn't shut up. <laughs> so uh, we were expected to get them down and quiet and get them rest because. You know, you wear out at New Life Ranch in a week if you don't get your sleep. Sure. So I came up with Hookman. I told Hookman, when I got through, the, the cabin was silent. <laughs> Turn the light off and the guys were quiet because I said, if you make noise at night after the lights are out, if Hookman's still around and we don't know if he is or not, he'll come down the hill. <laughs> so that's how Hookman started. So you have these eight-year-old boys that are just absolutely terrified. <laughs> Oh yeah, you told this story. They, to them. they got over quick. <laughs> they got the rest. Yeah, well, that's good because I mean, I guess you've that that story has carried on now. Maybe not as not as forcefully as it used to, but it still well, exists out there. It's part of the tradition, absolutely. So, how long were you a counselor there? Well, I was a counselor into the from the sixties to the eighties. I missed two summers. One summer, I was at college and couldn't get back. Another summer, I was serving my six-month duty in National Guard. Mm. But uh, I met my wife, Carrie, in the 80s, and we eventually got married, and we were married at New Life Ranch. Okay. And, uh, of course, my sons, Ben and Brad, have followed in my footsteps, and they became counselors. They were were campers first, then counselors. Yeah. Ben was actually in my cabin. For several years, when he was a little junior camper, well, you got over it though. I did. I survived. Yeah, he survived. <laughs> I survived. Now he's a lot taller than me, so he was he was like the same height as me whenever he was uh, a junior camper. But uh, <laughs> well, you guys know Chris King. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Chris King was a camper in my cabin. Oh, okay. Wow. And uh, I can I actually do remember the first week he was at camp, and he was a good camper and good. Uh-huh. Turned out to be a good staff member and good sure. leader. Yeah. And another guy, uh, Terry Berry. I don't know if you all know Terry Berry. Mm-mm. 
uh, he was uh, in my cabin, and the first night he was there, he fell out of his top bunk. <laughs> and I heard this thud, so I got up and went into where the campers were, and he was getting back up in his bed, and I said, are you all right, Terry? He didn't say a word. He just went back to sleep. <laughs> so he sleep didn't, fell he out of his he bed. He didn't remember it the next he day. He didn't even know it happened. Man, that's pretty good. But a lot of the, over the years, many of the staff, of course, are campers growing up. Yeah. And that's part of the success of New Life Ranch, too, is that we grew our own staff. Hmm. So what came, what what kept you coming back as a staff for 20 years? The pay. <laughs> no, I, I I was a school teacher, so uh-huh. I had the summer off. Okay. And uh, I wanted to be in ministry. And uh, since I bought into the program at New Life Ranch, and I mean, you know, it was pretty conservative at first. Sure. Uh, I just kept coming back and... I, several times I tried to divorce myself and do something else, but the Lord always kept redirecting yeah. me. Yeah. And I was a camp director again later on and then back to being staff. And then after I retired from summer staff, I became a speaker at camp. Yeah. Did that for a couple of decades. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when you were uh, a summer camp speaker, again, going back to when I was a counselor, uh, that was, you know, the early 2000s, and you always had uh, highly engaging talks involving well, really interesting science experiments that, yeah, I still oh, yeah. remember them to this day. Had to bring my schoolwork into it. Yeah, you had to bring your schoolwork into them. I remember uh, you would do the bucket thing where you would fill the bucket with water, and then you would swing it around, and the water wouldn't fall out. I don't know why that one's sticking with me, but that one particularly... Yeah, that wasn't too hard to do. <laughs> that one's uh, just that a... one's too technical. <laughs> uh, the most dramatic thing about being speaker was when everybody changed over to PowerPoint. Oh yeah, because I'd never done that before, and Brad and Ben helped me set it up. Right. So I can remember practicing putting pictures up. I mean, before that, you had to illustrate with your words. Sure. But then it was like... Which was easy for you. You're like, I got this. Well, I was kind of a wordsmith in a way. Right. But uh, you had to shift gears and all of a sudden everybody was looking at the up at the screen instead of you and you had to time everything. Right. So it took a while to do that, but then I appreciated it a lot. Yeah. But you at least had those science experiments still. Yeah. I also remember the one where, I think it was the one about static electricity between oh, people. yeah, we had the and, light, light bulbs. Yeah, the light bulb at the end of the, the string of people after the static had built up, and that one was always a classic. Uh, I just about electrocuted Ben one time doing that. <laughs> we, you, the more people you have on there, the more juice it flows through. Sure. And uh, I said, how are you doing? He said, I couldn't close my hand. <laughs> we had that much charge going through him at the time. The, the, but the kids liked it. They, yeah. yeah. Hey, I remember paper, it. They like the flash paper where the oh yeah, you know, you write on a regular piece of paper sin and say this is one you try to get rid of it and then you right. write sin on a flash paper and you blow it up and you say this is what the Lord does for right. me. Yeah, I distinctly remember that one as well. So well done on that one. You've even got me all these years later remembering that. So so you were counselor, summer director through the sixties, seventies, and eighties. How did you see 
what evolution of the ranch did you see through that those 20 years? Well, it went from being a couple of weeks in the summer and a retreat in the spring and a retreat in the fall to being a full year operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of joke about it now. There's uh, as many people living at the ranch now as we used to have campers. <laughs> right, yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, the first few weeks and the first few summers where we had like six weeks, there was like 40 campers or 50 campers. Mm. And we'd have eight staff members, and then uh, the cooks would be there, and the, we'd do all the cleaning ourselves. We didn't have cleaning ladies going around. Yeah. But uh, it's just the expansion of ministry, mm. the number of people being reached. And uh, got to where the, even the biggest churches could bring their groups in. That was good because, uh, you know, they were looking for places to go. And New Life Ranch at first wasn't big enough for them. But then after the more of the buildings were built, the cabins were put up, there was room for them. Mm. So I'm, you've seen really it grow from, like you were saying, two weeks all the way up to now we're at nine weeks and we have retreats and school groups coming out basically all year round. Well, you have more people in one week in New Life Ranch than used to be there all summer. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. this weekend we have a retreat coming up where there's going to be 500 people on the grounds or something crazy like that. I remember uh, one thing in particular that stands out in my mind about campers was there was a family that had three girls, three daughters, and they were going to remodel their house over the summer. Mm-hmm. So they were looking for a place to put their kids for the summer so they'd be out of the way. Mm. And uh, since New Life Ranch had a good record of being a, a sports camp and a Bible camp yeah, uh, and was safe, they uh, decided to send their kids all six weeks to New Life Ranch. Oh, wow. But before they sent them, they said, now we're going to send you to have fun and to exercise and to learn skills, but you don't have to worry about that Bible stuff. <laughs> and so the Au girls, contraire. <laughs> they kind of came with an attitude about, you know, sure, we're not going to be listening to this Bible stuff. But by the end of the summer, by the end of the camp season, all three of them got saved. Mm, that's awesome. And I remember that this was back when uh, everything was in the chapel the parents was coming and sit in the back of the chapel and uh, these girls' parents came in and sat down and one after another, the girls, three girls got up and gave their testimony. Mm. Don't know what happened later on that, but that was a remarkable thing that yeah. their lives had changed that much. Yeah. How do you feel like the mission has been fulfilled of proclaiming the gospel and equipping believers through your time there? Well, I'm of the opinion that the gospel has always been preached in the purest form at New Life Ranch hmm. because people live it. They don't just get up and give Bible verses out and preach to kids. The camp counselors would love each other and uh, do their job, encourage people. Um, there was a real heartfelt sacrifice there. Hmm. And that genu- genuinely led a lot of people to the Lord. Uh, so, so rewinding back to the uh, the earlier days, um, how did how did camp operate back in the day? What was what was the overall? What, what how did schedule work? How did how did daily life at camp work? Well, uh, 
the hex would come out and stay all summer at the camp, mm-hmm. but the rest of the year they live in Tulsa. And so the first thing we did was when we got up there, everybody was, we'd take a, like a four days of counselor training mm-hmm. before camp started. And how many how many people were on counselor staff back then? Eight or ten. Eight to ten of you guys. Yeah. And then we'd go up and clean the trails, get the horses out, and get mm-hmm. them kind of like back to the normal because they weren't ridden all, all winter. Mm. And uh, then we... It just evolved, the program did, from being, uh, you know, very simple to being as complex as it is now. Mm. And uh, we had all the kids together, and then we eventually went to summer senior and, and juniors, you know. Um, the uh, camp speakers at first were the staff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we'd take turns speaking in chapel. Then it got to where we wanted speakers to come in, and staff got too busy anyway. Right, you know? give you guys a break. You got to yeah. take care of kids while you're writing sermons at the same time. <laughs> but uh, it just slowly but surely, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to put a finger on because it evolved. Mm-hmm. And we would take care of problems as they arose. Mm. And... Uh, since a lot of the staff would come back three or four years at least, they they would understand that we were building a program. Mm. And then, like we said, we went from the Hex were up there all the time, then the Blackwells, then the Jacobs, and, you know, it just evolved like that. Mm. So you, you were... You've seen the changes as New Life Ranch has progressed. You've seen the, the changes in programming and the facilities. And uh, so you, you were telling me earlier that the last time you've been is probably two years ago or so. Well, maybe three years maybe ago. Maybe two or three years yeah. ago. Um, what is it like seeing the, the property now from pictures or from video or going there? Is it surreal to look back through through time and see it? Well, I was one of them that resisted change because <laughs> I thought the ranch being rustic was a good thing. Sure. And and really, city kids coming out, sleeping in cabins without air conditioning, they'd go home and brag about it. You know? Right, right. And uh, having to wash off in the creek was something that, you know, a lot of people never did in their lives. Right, a point of pride. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the intimacy of small camps was lost eventually. Mm. But I understood. I mean, it's better to serve a large group. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was that, and the old buildings were the two things that were disappointments. Sure. Because I mean, used to be you know every camper. Mm. But now, I mean, I when I used to go up there and speak for a week, I couldn't even learn all the counselors. <laughs> Yeah, because there was more counselors than you than had campers, as campers or, yeah. back when you were on staff. <laughs> but but the ranch has been fortunate to hire good staff. Yeah. Of course, the people that go out and interview know what they were looking for. Sure, sure. So, so, so thinking back on that time, what are, what are the stories that immediately stand out to you as uh, those key things that when someone says New Life Ranch to you, those stories pop to the top of your head? What are those? Well, we had a, 
a uh, melodrama we put on every week called Scum Brothers. Okay. So this was maybe like a precursor to like a walk-on character skit? Yeah. Everybody would dress up as cowboys, and we'd have a little play after lunch. Uh-huh. Robin, the stagecoach, shooting each other with blanks. <laughs> and uh, everybody got into that, and that was a lot of fun. Mm. We used to have, after dinner, we'd have skits. And uh, we used the same old skits you <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so the campers were mouthing the words as we were going. <laughs> but uh, nobody could come up with any new skits. But but uh, we we were entertaining the kids, too. Sure. You know, and uh, like I said, you got to know every every kid in camp. And years later, I'd be like sitting in a restaurant, and somebody would come up and say, aren't you Mr. Bill? And... I knew when they said Mr. Bill, it was New Life Ranch related. But right, I saw them when they were thirteen, and now they were twenty-five. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't quite recognize them, but I act like I knew them. I guess. <laughs> Do you recognize me? Do you remember me when oh, I was yeah, a counselor? Okay, you, all right. You're not just pretending right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there's so many people to remember. Sure. I mean. Uh, you know, one thing I used to say when I was speaking at New Life Ranch and Chapel was that one day the Lord is going to have a reunion for all the New Life Ranch people that have mm. been there. We'd all get together in heaven and talk about it and yeah. reminisce. Yeah. If if it's worthy of it. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's good. So what, what have you seen uh, in terms of why do you think campers and families keep coming back to the ranch? Um, because of the love of the ranch, the love that's shown to people. Mm. And like I said before, the dedicated you have to be dedicated to work at the ranch because it's hard work. Mm. And uh, repeat, <clears throat> counselors coming back year after year, campers coming back year after year, you develop a relationship. And there was a genuine love shown to everybody. And uh, you weren't, no one was too important and no one was unimportant at mm-hmm. the ranch. Uh, everybody had a thing to do. The staff all had good jobs, I mean, the, that they were entrusted to do. The campers all had an enjoyable time. It wasn't, we weren't preaching to them, we were teaching them the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, parents had their children come to the ranch, and then grandparents had their grandchildren come to the ranch. Yeah. So you've seen that legacy yourself, too, What with, oh, with yeah, your my, kids now. My and, kids grow up at the ranch. Yeah, and maybe one day your grandkids. Yes, yeah, so if my boys ever get married, <laughs> we'll have grandkids at the ranch. Ben's in the background smiling. Yeah, Ben's there. in the background. Come on, Dad. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's good. So, I mean, what do you what do you think the how how do you think the Lord's going to continue to bless the ranch in, in say another sixty years? Well, I think just continuing what we've been doing over the years is uh, reaching out with the gospel. That's the most important thing is to try to make sure everybody has a chance to accept the Lord before they go home. Mm. Encouraging kids to stand up on their feet and witness and take the word out with them and change their lives when they go home. And of course, we had over the years had many letters coming back after campers would leave and they'd go home and lead somebody to the Lord or they'd 
change your life. And some people are going, what happened to you, you know? Yeah. Well, New Life Ranch happened to me. And, mm. you know, um, it changed my heart. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Lord is good, and the Lord blesses those people who obey Him and and uh, trust in Him. And that's that's been the way it is at the ranch. Well, that's all the stories I can think of, I guess. That's great. I, I think I I really have enjoyed getting to talk to you and and hear your stories about the past of New Life Ranch and you know you've been you've been such a a figure throughout the history of the ranch. It's good Well, I, if I had a small part of it, I'm I'm just thankful that yeah. the Lord gave me the opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Bill. You're and, welcome. Uh, I hope that uh, these stories will continue on and uh, people will appreciate them as much as I do. So. Well, don't forget the New Life Ranch reunion in heaven. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Bill. Hey, thanks for joining us again for MCP, and a special thanks to Mr. Bill for all of his stories and time he spent at New Life Ranch over the years. Next month on the podcast, we'll hear from Randy and Lena Blackwell. Randy served as the executive director through the 80s and 90s, and Lena, she did basically, well, everything else. If you have any feedback about this podcast, we would love to hear it. Here's something you like, here's something you didn't, got an idea for a segment. If you do, please send us an email to podcast at newliferanch.com. Music for MCP was written and performed for New Life Ranch by Cass Harris. You can find all of his work on iTunes and Spotify. Additional music was written and performed for the ranch by Chris King. His daughter Maggie is currently on staff as our day camp manager, and she says that even she can't reach the octaves that her dad did on the White Bread album. And finally, help us spread the word about MCP by sharing this podcast with your friends and subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in April.